Well, good evening, everyone. It is good to be with you. Uh, So tonight we are continuing our midweek series uh, called The Clothing of the King. Uh, We have our Advent devotional that's in your news and notes that we have that follows this theme. And what we're doing over these next, uh, that we started last week and that we're doing tonight and then continuing on into next week is we're looking at some of the instances in Scripture that it mentions clothing. Uh, Because as you look at the instances that mention clothing, believe it or not, there's actually incredible meaning and significance to it. And ultimately, it helps us see what Jesus has come to do for us. And so we're continuing in that theme this evening. Uh, One thing that is apparent uh, at all times of year, but especially around this time of the year, is that parents care about what their kids wear. I know we have a number of parents here, and, and you care what your children wear. Even if your children are, are grown now, you still care what they wear, I bet. Uh, but, but parents care what their kids wear. Uh, let me rephrase that. Moms care what their kids wear. Dads have an easy checklist. Our checklist is this. Uh, is everything covered? Are there stains or holes? And if we're good on those, we send them out into the world, Right? Yeah, but, but by and large, parents, especially moms, care what their kids wear. Why do we care so much? Why do parents care? Here's why they care, because the clothing our children wear sends a message to the world. It sends a message to the world about uh, that they're loved and cared for and that they're special and important. And the clothes they wear send a message about the parents' love of them. And this isn't just something that we do, but this is something that people, for like all of human existence, have done. And the scripture reading we heard comes from Genesis 37, because this, what the parent clothed their child in, is what Jacob did to his son Joseph. Listen again to one of the verses that we heard from Genesis 37. It says this, Now Israel, or Jacob, as his name is also called, he loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he was the son of his old age, and because he loved him above any of his other sons, he made him a robe of many colors. Uh, Real quick note, I know it says robe of many colors, but the Hebrew, believe it or not, it's kind of vague, and it can be translated in a few different ways. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be like the multicolored robe. It could have just been a long, flowing robe. But either way, whether it's multicolored or long robe, it was intricate, it was beautiful, it was audacious, it was something that everybody would have noticed and said, wow, this robe, this kid is special. And it was given to him by his father because he was his father's favorites. Now, I know parents, we don't have favorites, right? If we have more than one kid, we don't have favorites, right? Or so we say, right? No. We don't have favorites, but Jacob, he had a favorite, and his favorite was Joseph. And as you can imagine, this led to his brothers not liking Joseph. Now, I do not condone anything that Joseph's brothers did, because they go on to do some pretty awful stuff to him, right? But I kind of get it. And if we're honest, 
we kind of understand the feelings they must have been feeling in light of this. That their father is making this very public and clear stance that, that this son is my favorite over anybody else. Over all my other sons, this son is my favorite. And they got jealous. And jealousy led to bitterness. And bitterness led to them reaching out and lashing out. And while it's not condoned, while they, what they did was awful, we, let's be honest, we kind of get the feelings that they probably were feeling. Because we go through the same things, right? We get jealous too. We look at other people, we look at other families, we look at other uh, circumstances that people are in, whatever it may be, we can look at things and we compare ourselves, we compare in, in finances or in house or in job or in stuff or in family, we compare ourselves all the time with other people and the feeling that can come up within us is one of jealousy. And we get that. And if we're not careful, jealousy gives birth to its cousin, bitterness. And bitterness eats away at us from the inside and leads us to do things that ultimately we come to regret doing, right? And it all begins with this comparison and this jealousy that we feel. Uh, one example that shows that all of us kind of give in to this in one way, shape, or form, um, there was a study done not too long ago um, where they kind of polled people where they kind of did a, some sort of test with people where they posed a question to them. You can either get a job that pays you $100,000 or one that pays you $200,000. Now, if that's all the information you have, we know the choice is clear, right? You're picking the 200 k every single time. But then they added this catch. They said, but if you choose the 200 k job, you know that that other people in your field, they're going to make more than you. Or you can pick the 100K and you can know that everybody else in your field makes less than you. You want to know what overwhelmingly people picked? The 100K. Overwhelmingly, people picked the 100K and it exposed something that's true about humans is this, is we don't care what we have almost as, or not as much as we care that we have more than what other people have because we are people of comparison. And when we compare, what does it lead to? Jealousy, which leads to bitterness, which leads to us doing stuff that we ultimately regret. And it robs us of peace. And it robbed Joseph's brothers of peace. Now, this instance of clothing Joseph receiving this, this coat, if you want to go, there we go. This, clo this coat of, of approval, of acceptance of his father, this is not the only instance that's mentioned in Joseph's story of clothing, believe it or not. And actually, if you look at the instances where clothing kind of comes to the front and the writer makes explicit mention of it, it's at key moments of Joseph's life. So, so obviously, the very first mention is this, is this coat of many colors, this, this audacious, beautiful coat, and it shows that, that Joseph is loved by his father above everyone else. But if you keep reading the story, what you come to find out is because of his brother's jealousy, 
because of their bitterness, what do they do? They sell him into slavery. They attack him, and they rob him, and they betray him, and they sell him into slavery. And, and as he's sold into slavery, he's brought into this man named Potiphar's house. And he begins working for this, this high official named Potiphar. And the thing is, Joseph is a, is a good man, is a righteous man, and he finds favor in, in Potiphar's eyes and in actually other people's eyes as well. But, but if you know, there's a woman Potiphar's wife. We actually don't know her name. She's just given the name Potiphar's wife. And she decides to try and seduce Joseph. And Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to give in and do something immoral and wrong, uh, he begins to rebuff her and push away, but she keeps pursuing and pursuing, and he keeps running and running. And then you know what happens? She grabs his outer cloak and he runs away, but she clings on, and so he's ripped his clothing off of him. But his integrity, his faithfulness is still intact, but he's now stripped of his clothing, ripped off of him, and presumably running away without clothes. Now, eventually he's caught and accused and tried and found guilty of a crime he did not commit, and then he's thrown into prison. But again, he's a righteous man, he's a good man, he's faithful, um, and he has a knack for interpreting dreams, and this wins him favor in the eyes of Pharaoh, which is probably a good person to win favor of. And Pharaoh actually elevates him out of the pit of prison and brings him up to the top, and he gives him a new set of clothes. He says, you are now going to be my right-hand man. And it says that he is clothed. He's given this new set of clothes, this, this royal garment to signify in front of everyone that he has authority and power and honor. And he is, he is put in charge of all of the food, of all of the ways to distribute the food in the land of Egypt. So now, if you're tracking with the trajectory of Joseph's story, it began with a coat of of many colors, a coat of approval of his father that his brothers saw alone, and now he is elevated to this place of power wearing royal, royal garments in the largest nation of the known world that everybody can see that he is clothed in power and glory and honor and everybody sees it. But there's more. And the more is the best part because there's a famine across the land, if you remember the story, and guess who decides to show up to Egypt looking for food? Joseph's brothers, the ones who betrayed him and attacked him and sold him into slavery. They show up in front of Joseph, and Joseph could have done a whole lot of things. He could have given them what they deserve because he's got all the power, all the authority, all the, all the things are in his hands, and he could have wielded it, and he, is, could, he could have gotten back at them. But you know what he does? He gives them what they don't deserve. And it's very clear he, he feeds them and gives them a new set of clothes. The scripture is very clear. It says he brings them in, he feeds them, and it says he gives them a new set of clothes. And these clothes, um, they were more than just, hey, take off your like traveling clothes, their, your run-down garments, and put on something fresh. No, it signaled that, that our relationship has a new start. 
that I am choosing not to give you what you deserve, but giving you forgiveness and mercy and grace. And now these clothes are symbolic of us turning the page and everything you've done to me, I'm putting it behind me. And I'm choosing not to, to give back what you deserve, but rather give you something new, a new start. And it's all shown in these new clothes that he gives to them. Are you seeing it yet? Are you seeing how Joseph's story, every step of the way, points to Jesus and what he has done for us? Because if you look, especially at the clothing, they tell the story of what Jesus has come to do. Like, think about it. Start at the beginning and even before the beginning. Because before there was anything, there was God. And there was God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. God has always been. And you know what it means? That God, from the very beginning, God the Father had a favorite. And you know who God the Father's favorite is? The Son. God the Father's favorite from, from before time, before anything, has been his Son. And then when his Son is born and begins his ministry and Jesus is baptized, you know what happens? There's a booming voice from heaven, and you know what that booming voice from God the Father says? You are my Son, you are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And you see at the very beginning, even before time itself, Jesus, the Son, he is clothed in the approval, in the favoritism of his Father, just like Joseph was, right? And, jo and Jesus is clothed in that. And Jesus has come to his own people, to his brothers and sisters of Israel, and he's come to show them who God is. And you know what they decide to do, his brothers and sisters? They decide to attack him and betray him and ridicule him and accuse him. And just like Joseph's brothers, Jesus' brothers and sisters, they strip him of his clothing. They strip him, even though he's completely innocent, and they rob him of everything he has, and they strip off his clothing, and they nail him to a cross. And from that cross, they lay him into a pit of death to the very lowest you could get, even lower than Joseph was. But out of that pit of death, Jesus rises again, right? He, he resurrects. He comes to life again. And when he rises from the dead, you know what he's clothed in? He's not clothed in meekness and humility, but he's clothed in power in glory, in honor. And before he ascends to the Father, to the right hand, you know what he tells his disciples? He says, listen, there's going to come a day where I will come back. And when I come back, I will bring all of my, my kingdom and all of my glory, and you will see me in all of my power and authority and honor and glory. And it won't just be you who sees it, but you know who's going to see it? The whole world is. The way the scriptures say is that when Jesus returns, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord over all. Everybody, not just his brothers, but everybody will see the glory and power and honor of Jesus. And it's, and it's just like Joseph when he rose to power in Egypt and the whole world saw he's the guy with the power. Jesus, in an infinitely greater way, will show the whole universe that he has all the power and glory in him. 
but there's more, and the more is the best part. Because what, is this, what does this Jesus do to his brothers and sisters who have betrayed him, who have hurt him? And by the way, that's you and me. Every time we turn from the will of God, we betray Jesus. Every time we, we live self-centeredly and rather than live for God's glory and the blessing of other people, we, we kill Jesus. What does Jesus do to his brothers and sisters who have betrayed him? He does what Joseph did, but in an infinitely greater way. He feeds them. He feeds you with grace and mercy. And he clothes you. See, that's what Jesus has come to give you. Jesus has come to give you, as the scriptures say, a robe of righteousness. That now, through faith and in your baptism, Jesus has come and because he has lived for you, has died for you, he has risen for you, and he has all the power, what he's come to give you is not what you deserve. But he gives you his righteousness, his perfection that he earned for you, that he won for you, and he wraps it around you like this flowing robe that covers you from head to toe, and this robe is one of righteousness and goodness and perfection and approval, so that now when God the Father looks at you, he doesn't see your sin, he doesn't see your failures, he doesn't see how often you turn your back on him. What does he see? He sees righteousness and goodness and perfection, and you didn't earn it. You don't deserve it, but it's given to you, and no matter what you do or no matter what anyone does to you, you cannot lose it. Jesus has come to clothe you in his righteousness, in a robe of righteousness, which means that right now God the Father looks at you, and he does not see sinner. He sees beloved, chosen, child, of God. That is what you have. That is what you wear because Jesus has wrapped you in his righteousness. Now, there's a ton of applications, but here's what I want you to think about of what difference this makes to you right now. When you get jealous, because we get jealous, just like the brothers. When you get jealous, you have a choice. You can either choose to focus on what you don't have that other people do, or you can focus on what Christ has wrapped you in that can never be taken. You can choose to focus on one of those two things. You can choose to focus on the stuff you don't have that other people have of this world, or you can focus on the fact that Christ has come and he's wrapped you in the approval and the righteousness of God and that, that you did not earn it and you don't deserve it, but it will never be taken away from you. So which one are you going to focus on? Because you have a choice of which one you're going to focus on in your life, every day of your life. Which one will you focus on? Because only one of those will actually bring you peace. And the other one, you know what it brings you? Bitterness contempt, and it leads you to do things you ultimately regret. So which one do you want? Think about it this way. You can either look to, to support your peace and to build your peace 
on things horizontally or vertically. You can either choose to build your peace and your self-worth and your meaning and your, your identity on things horizontally. That's like our jobs, our families, the stuff, the prizes of this world. You can choose to do it horizontally and you build your peace on those things or you build it horizontally or vertically, which is what Christ has come to give you. But here's what I want to let you know, that if you build your peace on things horizontally, on your stuff, on your finances, on the approval of others, on your relationships, here's what's true about all of it. It's fading. Everything in this world is dissolving away. And there's going to come a point where everything horizontally will be gone. And so if you put your peace in those things, guess what happens to your peace? It's gone too. But we can focus on what Christ has won for us. That can never be taken. That can never be lost. And when you focus on him, on this robe of righteousness, especially at this time of year, as we gather for worship, as we do our devotions, as we go to Christmas parties, what we're doing is we're focusing on this child and this child who was born all those years ago. He's come to wrap you in righteousness, and we focus on him. And so when jealousy wells up in us, when we're tempted to compare ourselves with other people or other things, we can can look at this child and be like, this, this is where I will focus. And as you focus on this child, you know what you'll have? Peace. Peace that won't be shaken, peace that can't be taken, and peace that will last forever. I'll close with this. Uh, recently, I put clothes on, on my daughter Andre. And when we're walking around in public, I realized I definitely put her in clothes that have some gnarly stains on it. <laughs> and there was a big sense of guilt I felt. Because we care what we put our kids in, right? Because what our kids wear shows the world that they're loved, that they're cared for. That's what parents do. They care what their kids wear. And it's the same thing with God. He cares what you wear, not like what you're wearing right now. You guys look good, by the way. But he cares about this, about your relationship to him, that you know that you are clothed in a robe of righteousness, and he wants you to focus on that. He wants you to put your, your hope and your trust in that, because when you do, you will have a peace that will never be taken away from you. And you can know that when you grab that robe of righteousness, when you cling to it, God says to you what your mom says to you when you wear a really nice outfit. You look really good. And God says the same thing to you. Amen.